Okay. I'll have to get you another one very quickly. I, uh, yeah, I just put a baby to bed. It makes you, yeah. it makes you drink. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome down to another episode of Dive Bar Mitzvah. Hey, it is your friend Ian. Um, we are here on a historic night. Every Dive Bar Mitzvah is a historic night on its own. But today, it's Veterans Day when we're recording this. And we are in an American Legion. We are in the Westfall American Legion Post 251 in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Uh, there is a, there's an air of patriotism and burnt pizza from uh, from probably several hours ago. I think I've been here before, which means that I was here once and I was really, really drunk. I, I don't recall being here, but it seems familiar, and I thought I had been. But, so yeah, we're here to honor our troops in the only way we can, by, uh, by drinking booze amongst them. So, and not only is it Valentine's Day, or Valentine's Day, not only is it <laughs> Veterans Day, it is uh, our 10th episode. This is, uh, we've now done this for 10 weeks. I'd like to thank uh, those of you who've been listening along this entire time. What a long, strange trip it's been. We've learned a lot about ourselves. We've learned a lot about each other uh and and we've learned that you know what screw it in 2015 i guess we'll still listen to podcasts who to thunk but uh somebody who's a man for all seasons uh is our guest today uh he he's kind of almost a psychic twin of mine he does a lot of the same things i do uh but i dare say better and with better reputation uh and he might disagree with that uh he is a musician he's a graphic designer um, you he he does he does a little bit of everything. Why did I forget your third? There's a there's there's a rule of thirds here, and I a writer. Did I say I, 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 I missed, missed writer. writer? I missed writer. Yeah, That's I what I did. But a man for all seasons, and uh, we stole him away. He used to live just up the street. Then he moved, and I was like, ah, come on, let's go back. So here we are at the Westfall American Legion Post 251 with the one and only Mr. John Hunt. Thank you for being here, John. Yes, no problem. Good evening. You actually you, you do the bartender when we walked in, which is I don't I think do. has happened before here. Yep, I usually I sure end up knowing the bartender i i am uh, i don't know that you would say a regular but i have been a regular in this particular establishment uh, uh, at various times in my life yeah and you, you were telling me before we recorded not only is that the case you you met your wife here i did this is so uh, yeah, that's a, a, a total night. coincidence because i think i'm the one who threw this against the wall because i'm just like eh, what's <laughs> around here all right well we can go here to the westfall american legion post 251 and if it's too busy here we could go up to st petersburg which mm. is the uh the russian bar uh which i'll call it on the podcast usually when i'm talking about it i call it the russian mob bar yeah, it but it really yeah, is and i don't know that there is a russian oh, mob here in yeah, minneapolis there is. oh is there oh, really yeah. all right well, we're, we're coming back out to in there enough you, you, you see them yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, what, yeah. Okay. But anyway, but we're downstairs, uh, <laughs> yes. so we don't have to worry about that. No, we don't. Um, but yeah, you you met your your wife here, which mm -hmm. is just a total coincidence that we that we ended up here. So is I assume this this is a, a special place it in, is. in the Hunt household. It, it absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, we spent years uh, coming here, at least every week for karaoke. Cause yeah. We're, we're just we're regular karaoke weirdos, just because we like to sing. You of know course. What I mean? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right. And uh, and we like to make fools of ourselves. And, also, uh, and who doesn't? Drink, yeah. Uh, a lot. And so it, it all kind of all those three you know, go very well right, together. It dovetails together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. And how long ago was that? How long ago did you meet your wife here? Uh, I believe we met in two thousand. Five. Well, I've known your wife longer than you have, yes. which sounds dirty, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's no, truly it's not. Absolutely true. Though. Um, yeah, and, and she's great, and it's like one of those rare things because a lot of times when you have two disparate friends that meet up, you're like, at least one of them, you say to yourself, "Oh fuck!" Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. no, that's horrible. Like, why would you? Ugh. That did not. You're one of like two couples I know of who, when it came together, I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's great. That's cool. Yeah." yeah. 
I've heard that. I've heard that from a couple people, which is good. I'm glad I'm not the people, the person where they're going. Oh God, uh, no, yeah. I am. But now you got a new house. Congratulations Thank on you. that. And you had a bit of a, a kerfuffle. You had um, a house right here in Robbinsdale that was beautifully put together, and you did a great job, kind of restoring it to her, to its former self. Tell me about that house. Yeah, well, we, we bought it, uh, and someone had done a, a really ugly, like, you know, one of those kind of Menards flips yep. on it where they got the shittiest possible, I can say shit on this, right? Fuck I can yeah. swear. Yeah. Yep, shittiest possible materials, uh, did the worst job, and, and so uh, we have a friend, you probably know him, Jake, Jake Rude. Oh, yeah, of course. Who has the sweet, you know, mid-century house that everyone yeah. envies yeah and and we were kind of despairing about our house and like oh, this is a kind of a piece of shit and yeah. i was like you know what underneath all this stuff is is a cool mid-century house and all then you were saying is, that metaphorically because but in reality everything was just under everything a couple was layers literally of stuff. under a couple layers of stuff so we just spent you know a year or so just stripping everything back and uh, and you found i mean somehow it had been encapsulated and saved under a couple layers of you know um yeah, Menards various toppings. Stuff. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you got and you got uh, articles written about this house. Yep. yep. Uh, who came out? Who talked about it? Let's let's go over this because this became like everybody knew about uh, your place because it was this just you'd see pictures of it. It was just like this was the hip happening joint. Yeah, it was in the retro renovation blog. That's okay. where it kind of started oh, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. right? And then uh, I think from there the Star Tribune picked it up and ran a couple of stories about it, which was interesting. I, it just slowed. I mean. Slow news day in the in the in the house. Uh, yeah, you that's know, that's how section. I ended up on the cover of City Pages. Yeah. I think there's no problem with that at all. <laughs> so you know, yeah, we ended up in there a couple times, and I mean, we were really proud of what we did. It was understandably cool... so. It was great. I was over there a handful of times, and I'm like, goddamn, this place just looks perfect. We we loved living in uh, what felt like living in a completely different decade. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of our shtick. Was that it? Just it felt nice living in the '60s or '70s. Yeah, or some. You some know, yeah, some part of in between it. There. Yeah. yeah, but as things happen, and this has to be, and this is why I'm bringing it up because this has to be heartbreaking because you put all this effort into it. Everyone you know thinks you live in the coolest house on earth, but then comes a day where you go, you know what? We're selling it, and I bet it's going to move real fast because everybody loves our house. And everything's going to be great, and then we're going to go someplace even cooler. But hey, everybody, get a load of this listing because it's going to be flying out the door, and that's not exactly what happened. No, no, it took a year to sell, and, and you, you basically—that was my exact. I mean, I probably used those exact <laughs> words to Trixie when I was like, "Yeah, it's going to fly out of here." Yeah, not at all. Ugh. No, not at all. Nobody wanted it. Not a soul. And this was—it it was only a soul. year because I was hearing about this on Facebook for what seemed like the better part of a decade. It really did. It was one year. I mean, it was exactly one year. And it took to sell every. And and, and what's it like to have something you're proud of beaten bloody in front yeah. of you? Because this was something you put a lot of hard work, a lot yeah. of effort into, and then basically everybody seemed just to walk through your house and go, fuck this, I hate this, this yeah. is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I had, you know, and then you have those friends who already warned you about that. Uh -huh. They're like, oh, dude, you're going to have to paint that house white. And you're like, fuck you, friends. Yeah. Like, what, do you, what the fuck do you know? You don't know shit. Yeah. And then you have to eat crow. I'm like, John right Hunt, goddammit. This is my house. This is my goddamn house. And then... You literally have to eat plates full of yeah, crow every yeah. time you talk to them, and it's just, it's disheartening, you know? You ended up moving it. Did you end up moving it to a good, ooh, pizza's done. But you ended up uh, selling it. Did you end up selling it to, to the right person? I mean, how did that work? Uh, was it somebody it, who appreciated the aesthetic, or was it just kind of how it worked? I'm not sure. Okay. And I feel like, what if they're listeners of this podcast? I like, can't, if I it doesn't seem very, they're great then. They're, if, uh, if, 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 uh, yeah, if, 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 if I say something too disparaging, I feel no, like no, I'm no, gonna, no, 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 no. 
They, they seem like kind of dicks, and I feel like they're going to probably wreck the house. There, I okay. said it. Okay, right, right, I said cool. it. They're right, going to wreck is. the fucking house. Yeah. They're going to ruin it. New Menard shit going in. Yeah, but my hey, precious baby, but whatever. Maybe whatever, maybe in 10 years, uh, you know, future John Hunt or, you know, your uh, later doppelganger culturally will show up and go, oh, holy shit, look at this place. Yeah. This, then, I bet underneath the, some of this crap, it'll look pretty good. <laughs> and strip it back again. That's yeah, possible, man. It's man, possible. it's the cycle of life. It really is. Uh, yeah. Now, the one thing I forgot to mention earlier, which is odd, uh, is you are a writer um, of some esteem here in the Twin Cities metropolitan area. You write for La Trois. La Trois. Did yes. I say that right? Yeah, 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 you did. Because I yep. read it phonetically a lot more than I say it like I'm not a moron. So I just go Latoll. Like when yeah. I just you know, because your brain exactly. sees words, it goes in there. But Latois, and you have kind of carved out an interesting niche. Uh, your uh, your column is called what? It's called uh, We Will Rock You. We will rock you. Yeah. Um, now and Latois is kind of a fashion, you know, savvy website. Right. Uh, I would say for you know, if Minneapolis had Nouveau Riche. I would assume they would be reading this blog, or at least probably, advertising probably in it. Probably so, right. But right. you have an ongoing series of articles there called We Will Rock You, where, uh, and the most recent one is you're talking about how Uriah Heep is possibly one of the more over, <laughs> or overlooked bands of the 70s. How, right. how the fuck does that wash? Well, I managed to, con- I mean, I conned them mm-hmm. entirely into, into yeah. thinking that I was cool and hip and, and knew about things that they cared about local, the shtick i've been running for years yeah I, right it works really well i mean yeah. it, it uh i i think they probably thought oh he's gonna write about bonnie Barron. this is gonna be great <laughs> and and i'm not you know and i'm not that guy i'm not no. that guy at all and thankfully because yeah. you wouldn't be on the podcast if you were exactly but you also aren't afraid to take forays into popular culture no, right. um you right. actually listen to the top 40 sometimes and give us reports from the front line which is a lot more than i would do i was watching uh WKRP like six months ago and I realized while I was watching this that I have I have no idea anything in the top 40 right now but I own the all of the albums played or in posters in WKRP mm, yeah every I mean if I don't own them I know exactly what Grace Slick album that is that, there's that tubes album that you, you can't give away for a dollar at a thrift store I know them all but you're actually listening God knows why to this drivel why the fuck yeah. are you doing this John I, Hunt I and that's like... the name of this episode why the fuck are you doing this John Hunt <laughs> I feel like I feel like well, I mean, in any statistical sampling of music, right? Like, okay, you, you <laughs> when you have to justify it with the first sentence, you're saying well, stuff you like that. Do, okay. But I mean, that's it's true of any era of pop music, right? If you take any fifty songs, yeah, from any era, you know, five of them are going to be great, yeah, and, and the rest of them are going to be shit. That's true. And, and you remember the good ones, of course, and that's so you look you back at 1976 and you go, God, what a great year. Yeah. But you don't remember the the fucking, you know, the drivel, the, the terrible uh, stuff. The, the love will keep us t- together. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. was the number one song the day I was born in 1976. Which, and uh, you know, I will express a, a, a little a little bit of Captain Tennille fondness uh, publicly. That's oh, I was fine, thinking of uh, what was the Kiki D? Don't go breaking oh, my heart. There you yeah, go. Sorry, very yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not as fond of that one. Um, no, but, no. But yeah, I mean, so so I I try to look through the really awful dregs 
uh, that make up the majority of our, our top 40 at any given time. And you're saying there's stuff in there that, is that, that isn't dregs. Yeah. Because that's song, news it, to me. There's always one or two songs that I find every time I listen that I that I end up liking. And and, and are you, one of, are you one of these grown myself. men telling me that Taylor Swift is good? Yeah. yeah oh, I'll fuck, be that. are you? I'll be that guy for Oh, sure. I didn't even know you were going to pull oh, that on Oh, fuck, me. yeah. Why is that? Oh, I, I just love her. I love her. Why? I love her. Okay, explain this to me. She's a good songwriter. And try to do it in a way that doesn't sound creepy as a grown man. Because I don't know if it can be done. I don't even think... I, I, honestly, and this is God's honest truth. I don't. I, I don't think of her as as hot. Okay. It's, it's purely. I think she's a good songwriter. I think she writes. She writes good hooks. Uh, she writes not great lyrics, but but certainly not embarrassing lyrics. For a uh, girl, it's pretty good, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, more like for a 23, 24 yeah. year old. I mean. You know what was what was Brian Wilson writing when he was 23, 24? It's lo- love prescriptions shit, right? to himself. Yeah, uh, exactly. But uh, but I mean, I think I think she does a I think she does a great job. And okay. I think I mean the fact that her latest album has had you know six or seven hits off it. I mean, it's, yeah, that's a big deal. It's a stunning uh, it's a stunning achievement. I think I think she's she's the female Ryan Adams, and I think she gets. <laughs> She gets more play. Now, that's a disservice to Taylor Swift. Now, oh, I mean, honestly, maybe, yeah. I will sit here and tell you, I don't know about Taylor Swift, <laughs> but to compare her to Ryan Adams, that's unfair. I think and they're even very similar. They're similar songwriters. They have similar uh, turns of phrase and okay. similar uh, self-absorbed uh, lyrical content. And, okay, that's you know, a nice way to put it. Right, All right. right. Uh, I mean, what else have you heard out there? That God, uh, I mean, I always hear a lot of times it's R and B stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, the weekend. I mean, okay. that, the weekend is great. You know, yeah. I like uh, the last uh, couple songs off his record. I think it's fucking cool. Okay. Tends to be that kind of stuff. But you, you've also uh, taken a stand about Miley Cyrus, which is a, also a, a brave thing to do to be a grown ass man yeah. in this day and age. I, and go, you know what? Honestly, I despised her last record. Yeah. I hated it so. And that would be damn. and that would be bangers. That would be bangers. Okay. Yeah. With the Z. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was like one of the worst, maybe one of the worst records that any human being has ever made. It's an embarrassment. Which is saying a lot. Yeah, but I thought the new thing that she did with the Flaming Lips was fun. It was cool. It was not like... Fun. It was one not thing is best. bad, one thing is fun. Yeah, there, there's there's right. a line right there. I, I certainly would never say it is like one of the greatest achievements of humankind, but it's That's certainly... Good. it's a, It's an odd... It's a bold move for someone like her. Yeah, and I guess that's one thing we do kind of have to look at, that you had somebody who, as of, like, what, two years ago, was, you know, doing Midland country songs uh, with a huge fan base after coming out of a Disney show, and now she's naked all the time, smoking pot, wearing day glow, and doing stuff with the flaming lips. Yeah. And if you remove, I mean, looking back on it, if I was to go ten years ahead and go, well, that was pretty cool, but now that I'm here, I'm just like, whatever, still sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's going to be... I think it's going to be one of those records where ten years from now, maybe maybe it'll be kind of the metal machine music of its era. <laughs> okay. Like, maybe you don't ever want to listen to it, but you'll own it. All probably, right. Probably just so you can say you have it. Yeah. That's kind of how Braid I Raid your snazz. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. right, right. Um, and one thing you've also talked a fair amount about on Le Trois, uh, unsung metal. Now, this is something that, mm-hmm. uh, that appeals to me because I, uh, I mean, and I said in our, uh, the last podcast with Jason Nagel, because he uh, was at uh, Go96.3 for a long time, very up on current uh, trends. Yep. But, and I, I when I, I used to run a music magazine, and I knew everything. Like, I mean, it is because especially because I was 21, so sure. I knew fucking you knew everything. everything. I yeah. really, trust me, and I would tell you at any given mm. moment how much I knew. I'm and goddamn, it was a lot. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I, I went from really 
really feeling like I had a, a, a feeling of the pulse on everything. And then when once we shuttered the music magazine, I think I've pretty much just been hiding at home ever since listening to Thin Lizzy. Yeah. I mean, Thin Lizzy or I mean, or a lot of old R&B, like the Spinners, the Whispers, stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all I listen to now. I bought a jukebox, and it has 100 albums on it. 80 of them are old R&B songs. That's reasonable. Yeah. So... To actually, you know, kind of dig up a different uh, genre for the period, I find to be very fascinating. So you're actually on a fashion blog talking up overlooked old heavy metal. How yeah, and, yeah, and who yeah. has it been that you've been <laughs> that you've been championing, and how has that been going over with the readers at said fashion it's, blog? It's interesting because I would say that I expected the metal stuff to generate zero interest. As, Understandably, as many as any time I write about black artists, I get literally okay. zero. Like, really? Zero okay. readership. Yeah. People are just like, don't, don't care. Yep. Nope, they're black. And Whatever. Care. Yeah. Which, I'm not going to say why or why not, but let's just say that that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, when I talk about metal, honest to God, I've had a bunch of people come out and just say, oh, dude, yes, I, you've hit me to all these great bands. And, really? And I can't imagine these are people who are going to Latois on their own when, oh, fuck. He's writing about that. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm in. So I mean, you're actually you got to be bringing people I, into the I fold. I kind of feel like yeah, probably. I so. mean, and I wouldn't necessarily say that it's you know uh, a, a parallel fold. Like no. I can't imagine that the they're also reading. Are, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, also yeah. reading the fashion stuff. I'm yeah. not sure. I, I think I think it's almost it's probably a separate audience. But I feel like I've I've got a reasonably dedicated group of people that will read me every week or every other week or, yeah. or when I write about shit that they like. Or, and you what, do you, what do you get coming up for next week? I think it's going to be local reviews for the next couple weeks. So you're like, just going to lean back after the Your I Heap thing. People, yeah, people, I mean, people send me a lot of music, you know, okay. and, and I feel like such a dick because... I, you know, they send it to me and I go, oh, cool, I'll listen to that. And then I just sit on it for months and I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. And I just get filled with self-loathing. And yeah. then I play it and I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. Why was I even sitting on this? It's just because I'm a lazy. That dude. happened to me back at the old music magazine yeah. a bunch because you just there's it's just a fucking tsunami of stuff yes, and you and can't you, be on top of it. You can't. And you and you and, you know, honestly, like. They send me a ballot every year for the, the pick, pick to click, click or whatever, yeah. right? And and the last couple of years, I was just like, no, fuck, I'm not even going to fill it out because I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't do know the shit. exact same thing anymore. I will give it, I will just let the people who, who know and care more about 20-year-olds yeah. uh, deal with that shit. Yep. That's not, you know, whatever. I'll write about the 40-year-olds. Yeah, you know? exactly. Now, uh, speaking of which, I'm going to, uh, music is very subjective. Yes. Uh, but this isn't. I'm going to go for blank versus blank. I'm going to give you a band versus another band. Yeah. You give me your answer, mm. and I will tell you if you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, blur versus pavement. Blur. Correct. Ding, ding, Good. ding, ding, ding. Yes. There you go. All right. All right. Blur, much better band. Pavement, you know, just kind of schmucks. From, yep. Are they from Chicago? Seem yeah. like they're from Chicago. There, there was always that. There was a Beavis and Butthead uh, episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where, the one, where Butthead's watching a pavement video and he goes, these guys should try harder. And that's always been <laughs> yeah. my opinion of that. And them I too. think I, like five, six years ago, tried to give Slanted and Enchanted another shot. And honestly, it's the hit. And shit, yeah. Like that's, that's it's exactly like it, it's right. like it is the metaphor of of Austin and Texas. You know, it's just like <laughs> nothing around it other than crap. But there's that one thing in the middle. Eh, not too bad. That is exactly it. Kiss versus Slade. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh, don't do that one to Sorry. me. That's rough, man. Yeah. Like every bone. All right, all right, all right, all right. Kiss versus Thin Lizzy. Oh, Thin Lizzy. Shit, Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy Easy. versus Slade then. Okay, that's brave. I'm okay, going to slay. Uh, yeah, I'll go for another PBR. Thank you. Okay, I guess I could see that. I'm yeah. more of a Thin Lizzy guy on that one. I love my Slade, but yep. Kiss ripped off so much they did. from Slade. They it's did, not even funny. I, the thing with Kiss 
is that they're one of my three Thank you. bands that I will literally buy anything by and own everything by. Okay. Like, like I was one of the first bands I ever got into. What was the first album you got? You remember? Uh, of theirs? I, I want to say it was... Probably Love Gun. Yeah, that would make I a lot of sense. Which is, for my yeah. money, the best, the best Kiss. It's album. a really good one. And I, I stole just, your love. One of the best side starters of all time. Totally agree. And a great album cover. Yeah. And just you know, my dad buying the uh, an album called Love Gun for his you exactly. know seven year old kid. Now, do you think that the, that Kiss were like, well, we got to name this album? Oh, you know what? I just heard of this band that no one's ever going to hear of called the Sex Pistols. We should do something like that and call the album that. I always yeah. assumed they just stole it because they were cocky and didn't think they'd ever get caught. Cocky. Yeah. That's a good word, cocky. Well, I mean, I think very um, apt for Kiss. Yeah, that could be. That could be. They, they, you know, they got caught. Over and over again, they get caught. But, uh, I, you know, and it's one of those, uh, they're one of those bands. Everyone loves to hate them, but fucking, I love them. I love them. I'll always love them. But you're giving it to Thin Lizzy, though. I'm giving it to Thin Lizzy because, thin, because fucking Thin Lizzy. Phil Lynott alone wins pretty much any God. argument. God. He's yeah. a human God among men. And uh, several years ago, I mean, you know, Dealing with my friends, nobody was overly familiar with Thin Lizzy. Like, they probably knew the name. Yeah. If I hummed Boys Are Back in Town, they'd probably go, oh, yeah, okay, I know what that is. But I dedicated a week around St. Patrick's Day due to actually uh, some influence from um, the Triple Rock, who have their, who I think they still do, but they had their annual Thin Lizzy St. Patrick's Day party. So that week, I just basically posted something or a song about Thin Lizzy every day. And then literally by the end of the week, people I didn't even know who were following me at the time were just like, you know what? I had no idea that Thin Lizzy actually were fucking awesome. I'm like, well, you're motherfucking welcome. Like, I mean, basically I just told you the the secret of life and you're just why. I mean, you should be paying me for this stuff. Absolutely. Um, All right. So moving on. Yes. Uh, I'm going to keep this one. um, Let's let's do some uh, R&B. Cool in the Gang versus Rick James. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Cool in the Gang. There is no right answer for that. That one's a tie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a trick. That was a trick a question. Nobody could have got that yeah, one. I had to pause. And uh, the last one, and this is going to be the hardest, mm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Lou Reed versus the Velvet Underground. Oh, uh, well, the Velvet Under. I'm going to go with the Velvet Underground. Good answer. That's the right yeah, answer. That is the right. That answer. is the right answer. But uh, that's not to say I'm not overly fond of of Lou's. You know, I would say well. I would say that I am not overly fond of Lou Reed's solo <laughs> career. I never understood it, and honestly, I always thought the only person who really liked Lou Reed's solo career was Lou Reed. That's, like I mean, it was just uh, it's Lou and me. I mean, yeah, I, I like it too. I mean, not and, all and I of gave it. it, and I gave it a, a shot after he died. Like I just, uh, you know what? I, I went through all the vinyl I had. I listened to everything I could online, and just like tried to give it a you know a reappraisal yeah. as an adult because yeah. I grew up in a record store sure. from like the age of like five to 17 my father owned a record store which meant in that era lots of Lou Reed albums sitting around because it was a used record store and that's where you bring the albums yep. you know, like, hey it's the blue mask all right well there's yeah. another one of those um, and I gave it I just remember listening to him as a kid and going I don't get this old man and uh, I listened to it again you know recently as an older gentleman uh, I'm not that damn old, but uh, no, but I listened to it again, you know, with current ears, with fresh ears, and I didn't, I mean, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not all good. I mean, no, he's certainly God, not no, a man no, no, of no, any you kind not, of You could not say that without bursting but, into flames. But I will say that, you know, Transformer is a great record. I mean, that's yeah. that's the, the, the one that Bowie the did. Yeah, go favorite. figure that one. Yeah. But, but Berlin, too. I mean, like, I mean, if, if, 
if I had to be on a desert Berlin, island, Berlin, yeah, and you wanted to kill yourself, yeah, yeah exactly. Berlin, you yeah. bring Berlin. I mean, it is a really depressing it's motherfucker a of a record, yeah. but it is good though. But it actually delivers some sort of emotional response, unlike the other forty fucking albums <laughs> he did, where it's just like, uh, really, Sally can't dance. Yeah, yeah, uh, Sally can't dance is a, is a difficult one. Yeah. I, I am a, I am a metal machine music. I own it, fan. Yeah, mostly you know just you know for the snaz points to mention on my podcast that I own it. But you've played it. Oh, At yeah. least once. Oh right? yeah, I was one of the people who was like, "When does this album end?" And then you realize because the side four is a lot group. And I didn't know never that. Never ends. Um, yes. And I bought that at a uh, pawn shop on Lake Street in yeah. 1995. Mm. And that was like the happiest day. Like, woohoo, I got this. All right. Uh, and this actually uh, dovetails, as you said earlier, into something. And we mentioned this at the top of the podcast. You're a graphic designer of some great esteem. And anybody who knows me know I, knows I do some uh, some graphic design. But mm. you seem to do it. You know, better and with a, with a following. How the hell did that work? And uh, furthermore, you've done a whole lot of work for the Velvet Underground reissues. I have. How did you end up in that sweet ass gig? You son of a bitch. That was a complete coincidence. I uh, just on a whim, like at work, because work is a soul sucking uh, pastime. Yeah. Um, started making fake album covers for albums that never existed. And the alternate universe albums or album yeah, covers yeah. As, as you call them. Right, right. And and I, I started throwing these up online and, and one of them somehow got to uh, Bill Levinson who is the producer of most of the Velvet Underground reissue okay. stuff. Uh, works for Sony. Uh, does a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Really nice guy. Um, uh, when they were going to uh, Sundays to put out the, the uh, vinyl reissues of this stuff, mm-hmm. wanted to use my cover for. And you did the, the uh, was it called 1969? 1969, which okay. is the compilation of the, the, the unreleased four. It was basically record. the VU from 82, the right. that was released, but you did the updated version of right. it. Right, and I tried to do it in. And the, the, what you do, is, which is really interesting, is you know specific designers at sp- specific labels. You're not doing just uh, uh, a salute to the design of 1971. No, you know the label, you, you know the kind of stuff they're putting out, and specifically you know the typefaces and the designers they would have gone to yeah, yeah. and the type of photograph and the treatment it would have used, and that's yeah. what makes this so damn good. I try to get full like full nerd on yeah. it, you know what I mean, and like really dig into that kind of shit, which it's fun to do because, I mean, if you... I mean, uh, if, you're, if you're a design nerd, like the, the, the typography of that stuff is so... Fucking gorgeous, yeah, you know, like, and very, very specific. And if it's slightly off, the letting's slightly off. You'll you notice. know, yeah, yeah, you notice. And so I, I try really hard to duplicate the colors and the look and the feel and the everything. And you were you know. just doing this for private sport, and then I you was. get a call yep. to work with the Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. Now, how big was the shit you had in your pants at that point? It, because it would have blown my goddamn... I, when yeah. I heard about it, I shit my pants because you got the gig. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, there are gigs like that around, and, and my buddy's got one. I mean, that's got to be like, I mean, pretty much like getting rubbed on the belly by God. It was a little like that. Yeah, yeah. And then... And then uh, once I did that, they asked me to do sort of more, you know what yeah. I mean? And so uh, I did the... What all did you end up doing? Let's go well, let's do up, the rundown. Well, okay, so I did the... Just for the Velvet Underground, I did just the 1969, and then I did the box set that it came yeah. in, like the box that yeah. it's, you know, the, the record looks sit in. beautiful. Thank you. Uh, and the posters and shit that are inside that. And then I did also another reissue of... the hell is it called? It's like the Golden Years or something. It was like... Yeah. A, a lousy compilation that came out in maybe 70 or 71 that it was like a budget reissue that just happened to have a lineup 
that made it really listenable and cool. Of the Velvet Underground? Yeah. So was, yeah. It, was it the one that originally kind of had the uh, drinking the Pepsi? No, no, no. no not uh, that one. It, it had like kind of a picture of the man repeated like six times on the, I'll have to, I'll yeah. send it okay, to you. Yeah, yeah. But it's a weird, so we did, we did that one too. And, and that came out on Sunday's uh, music. Uh, who then I've done some other stuff for. Yeah, uh, and then who, uh, who so would some of the listeners recognize of uh, other... Uh... Um, I did... It's a lot of... I mean, they do a lot of really obscure stuff. So yeah. I did... Just recently, I did something for a band called H.P. Lovecraft, which yeah, is I know. a psych band yep. out of Chicago. I mean, they do a lot of just sort of really obscure psychedelic uh, things. Oh, Captain Beefheart. I did uh, The Safe as Milk reissue. Oh, really? Which was God, so you're just yeah. basically, you know, making nerds and people's dads' heads explode. Yeah, trying to. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Now, and we mentioned earlier that uh, the alternate universe LP covers. Um, have anybody, has anybody tried to pass this off as like legitimate, like found art in the archives? Like, oh my God, it's a Pink Floyd album cover that no one knew about. Uh, no, but I have seen, like somebody did an article God, I can't think of who it was. One, like a legit journalist did an article about the Who. Yeah. And they used one of my Who. Uh, I think it was Who's for Tennis okay. uh, album covers in the in the article. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, they, why they not? They didn't ask for permission yeah. or credit but I mean, me or anything. So but it was spot really. on, though. Um, and that actually is one I skipped. Um, so Stones versus Beatles. Oh, Stones. Stones versus Who. Mm, damn, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with Who. Correct answer. I'm go with who. That's the correct answer. Yeah. And that's always been one of the things that tick me off, like Beatles versus Stones. Well, what yeah. about the Who? Yeah. What, right? about, what the about the Kinks? The I mean, what don't get me wrong. The Kinks? the Kinks would I would probably you know it would knock out early in tournament play, yeah. but still would show up and have a lot of heart. Yeah. But I mean, the Who really. I mean, the overlooked ones of the bunch. Good God, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So now we're getting to uh, something we do every week here on Dive Bar Mitzvah. It is. The James Lipton question. Mm -hmm. I am going to uh, ask you for a number between 1 and 10. Okay. And then I have a corresponding question that goes along with it. It was written, or it was uh, read by James Lipton on an episode of Inside the Actors Studio. Oh, fabulous. So uh, give me a number between 1 and 10. We'll, we'll go with uh, 3. 3, okay. Yeah. Oh, God, this is a horrible one. Oh, uh, good. Because well, it involves the, the term... What turns you on, and you have to imagine James Lipton reading it, and that's just horrifying. James Lipton turns yeah. Me on. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Mm. Well, uh, what turns me on creatively is just anything, anything weird. You know what I mean? Like anything just kind of fucked up that nobody likes. We just walked to the bar. I know we did. That's cool, though. Yeah, that's great. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry, though. I that's, just realized no, that there was a whole bunch of people standing behind us 10 seconds ago, and, and now, now they're, they're all, all fucking gone. gone. They're yeah. probably out smoking. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, let's, let's live it up while like we can. Like you do. Right. Uh, yeah, I just, I like weird <clears throat> shit. I like weird shit. And if there's, if it's even, if it's painfully weird, I probably like it more. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just, I love that. And what about, but I mean, and, and you found yourself in some weird uh, positions. Listen to this half-assed segue. Mm. Uh, what was it? Uh, a couple of years ago, you were actually getting uh, a press here locally because it was rumored that you knocked up your ex. <laughs> How does that Psychically happen? And, 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 and we haven't country. we haven't mentioned this, but you you were married to uh, yeah Diablo Cody. Yeah, yes, and, indeed I was. Um, but then you weren't. Yes, but then I the really news wasn't. said that. You, you got her pregnant. Yeah, that would have been a, a miracle of God. And your wife, I assume, understood this was not correct. Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah, that would have, it would have, it would have literally been physically impossible. Um, they, they, the news, 
somehow missed the bit where we got divorced. Yeah. Like, it got a little press here and there. Well, but she did have the tattoo with your name on it. I yeah. mean, I think that you guys were associated closely. The yeah. first time I met you, because I was doing a pre-interview with her yeah. for Drinking with Ian, which is something I think that was probably the only time I ever did a pre-interview, because it was the only person who I just didn't know. No, sure, so, sure. yeah. But yeah, what was it like to be kind of... Uh, on the front line of that, I mean, not just not not the uh, rumor of you knocking her up, but oh, I mean, no. just kind of that explosion. That that had to be a it weird was, goddamn thing. It to was be a part really of. weird. When you yeah. mentioned weird, I thought this is my end. Yeah, no, it was really weird. That whole thing was really weird. The whole goddamn relationship was really weird. It was a weird relationship. Uh, and I how mean, and how long were you guys together? We were only together for I want to say about four years. Okay, uh, married for less than two. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. I mean, and I was I was with her during the the sort of beginning of the Ju- the Juno rise, the yeah. Juno explosion, and uh, it was interesting. I mean, it was fascinating to watch. Yeah, but I, I mean, watching it that close has got to be really weird. Cause, I mean, was, I think when yeah. she first mentioned it as a concept, it was on the show because I kind of drug it out. I'm like, well, what are you working on now? She's like, yep. oh, I just got this book coming out, and like. Oh, uh, and like, all right, well, what else? And like, well, I'm working on this, you know, screenplay. And then mention that. And then, you know, flash forward a year, she's on fucking Oprah talking about it. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah. And here I am, just some, you know, totally removed <laughs> spot going, well, that's weird. Yeah. But you being there firsthand, that has to be like just, you know, one of those, the whole world has just gone crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it was a thing where, speaking frankly, I, I don't <laughs> think she, I don't think she could mentally handle it. I, well, I don't know what I mean, and, and to not just her credit, to anyone's credit, I mean, that's I weird. Yeah, yeah that's, I don't know That's a whole, whole strange Especially setup. Especially if you come from, like, suburban Chicago, and, yeah. and suddenly you're hanging out with, you know, I don't know, Tom Cruise or, or Brad Pitt or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, whatever Hollywood person. just normal or whatever. Yeah. And so, I mean, to some extent, uh, it just, it kind of, like, it's snapped her brain uh, yeah. to, to an extent for a while, and... Yeah, that sucks. and I mean, in what Bill <laughs> Murray sucks. said, you have like a couple minutes, you have a couple years of being an asshole after you become famous, and then That's, you pretty much have to fix it, or you're like uh, that forever. Yeah, and then you end up as Chevy Chase or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Your career yeah, yeah, yeah. is shot to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 somehow she has managed to maintain a career. I haven't spoken to her in in many uh, years now. Okay. So, um, uh, but yeah, she has managed to uh, to maintain a career. Which yeah. Power to her. Yeah, know? exactly. Only if we all could. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, what else, what's coming up for you? What, what else you got going on? Um, um uh, not you know. You can speak in tongues. That's pretty cool. I, I, that's amazing, isn't it? I, no, I mean, I just it's more of the same, right? I'm just gonna write more articles about no one's heard of. And what what can on Latois, What can people look forward to reading about? What do, what do you what do you see yourself writing about in the next six months? What has what's grinding your gears? What's got your goat? Who what bands of of yesterday do we need to find out about tomorrow? <laughs> I, I I'm gonna eventually end it. I, we're getting towards the end of the year, so I'm going to have to compile my my year end list. And and as a music nerd, you you, you do those in your head, mm-hmm. right? Like the top ten list of the year. I mean, I, I, that's one of my favorite things about being a writer is just being able to write those write lists. Lists, right? I mean, it's really? just a fucking yeah. That, that seems like the is that that's not the bane of writing. I would assume that. It, I mean, that, it's a it's it, you got a crutch. It's easy to format. I understand yeah. that, but, but yeah, uh, okay. those like yeah, ordering the things you like into lists. Of the order you like them yeah. is, is a thing that I find weirdly pleasurable. Okay. Yeah. You know, not not like, you know, clickbait listicles no, or whatever, like not. your city pages kind of thing. Yeah, or exactly. Let's talk about gotcha. that. How did we go from having, you know, I mean, and there was once a proud tradition of, I mean, I even mentioned earlier in this very podcast yes. that I was on the cover of city pages. And that still 
That's Once a upon a time, deal, something, right? something to be proud of. That yeah. was the sign that you'd arrived. And now it seems like it's depressing, really. Yeah. I mean, and there and it's you know there are gray writers still in city pages that are that are just out there kind of you know yelling, waiting for waiting for darkness. those resumes to get faxed out. Yeah, maybe yeah, but I mean you know they've got their Eric Thompsons, they've got their yeah. you know the U of Angs who really who care you know what I mean who believe in 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 what they're writing about. But yeah. then they have just some real shitty, awful human beings that just seem like they don't know what they're fucking doing and it's no. depressing. And it it's seems depressing. like there's, uh, yeah, I if mean, you care it's about the shame. craft of writing, and that sounds so fucking well, it's pretentious. Not even, it's, yeah, like, it's not even the craft, it's just the matter of trying to deliver a message to your audience no. in a way that isn't pandering or you're tricking them into fucking reading it That's, in the first place. Yep. And this should not only not be journalism 101, this should be human being 101. Yes, like, this exactly. is beyond. This is beyond being a good writer. This is just not being a fucking shitbag. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and I feel like that that paper has become sadly uh, a haven for shitbags. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It makes me mad. Boy, neither of us are going to get any coverage no, there anytime I'm soon. It. I'm never going to get a job there either, so whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever. Case Yeah. So everybody, hey, uh, thanks for listening to uh, Dive Bar Mitzvah this week. Let's uh, give a, and first off, thank you, John, for being here. I'm going thank to cheers you, you. Thank you very much for spending your time with me here. Thank you, sir. Yet again, we're at the Westfall American Legion, post 251 here in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Beautiful Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Um, they had a sinkhole a couple years ago. They did. What else happened here? Okay, I'm trying to think of, uh, they got a good meat market. Stop they, in. They do. Say got hey that. to Hackenmuellers. Tell them I sent you. They'll look at you like you're fucking nuts because they have no <laughs> idea who I am. All right, everybody, I'm going to talk about my sponsors a little bit. Without them, this would not be possible. First off, Stand Up Records. We like our comedy like we like our booze. Straight up and bitter. Check them out at StandUpRecords.com. And hey, go, if you got a Roku, find the uh, Stand Up Records Roku channel. It's got all sorts of great stuff. It's got full-length specials and a whole bunch of episodes of Drinking with Ian. And I think that's pretty much the only damn place to see them now because I pulled them from everywhere else. <laughs> and also, one car service, driving smiles with that extra miles. Call 612-545-5848. Program that in your phone. Yet again, 612-545-5848 for a ride or find them on Facebook. And Paps Blue Ribbon. With a very long sponsor thing. I'm going to have a sip. and Well, actually, I'm going to take a deep breath. <sighs> okay. Mm. All right. Having a sip because there's a lot of words in this one, and I always blow half of them. Always in the picture, always in good taste. Paps Blue Ribbon. Add extra flair to those leisure time activities. Put Paps Blue Ribbon in the picture. People of good taste naturally go for its old-time beer flavor. Original Paps Blue Ribbon. Brewed as it was when it won the Blue Ribbon in 1893. So next time, put yourself in the picture. Enjoy original Paps Blue Ribbon. In fairness, I stole that out of an advertisement from 1964. That's beautiful. So that's my own damn fault. I have such a long text on it. I was like, it's you know phenomenal. what, can I just use something for myself? I'll just... I'll just pick up an old ad oh and uh by the way everybody we've been doing this for 10 episodes and i've neglected to tell you about anything i've got going on um i am now hosting triviasco at clubhouse jaeger every tuesday at eight o'clock show up win big look smart to strangers and i also have the match game uh happening every thursday at lee's at seven o'clock show up um, I'll give you a kiss, and um, you know what? We have some new T-shirts that are going to be coming out for Dive Bar Mitzvah, so show up to these. That's probably where you're going to be able to win some of them. So, hey, yet again, thank you for listening, uh, and thank you for uh, helping me do this first 10 episodes. It's been a hoot so far, and John, thank you very much for having to shake thank your you hand again. right here on a podcast. Woo-hoo. Thank you very much for uh, listening. Thank you for being here, John, and thank you to the Westfall American Legion, Post 251 in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, for not kicking us out. We'll see you next <laughs> week, everybody.